This podcast is a production of Faith Living Church. If you like what you hear, join us for church sometime in our Plantsville, Connecticut location, Saturdays, 6 p.m. or Sundays, 9 and 11 a.m. or online anytime at faithlivingchurch.com. I was thinking about what to share, and I just compiled a bunch of things I've been reading and studying and developing over the years about this time of the year. As a farmer was asked to dine with a well-known gentleman while there, the farmer, he bowed his head and he gave thanks at the table uh, as he was accustomed to do every meal at home. His host said jeeringly, now that's old fashioned. It is not customary nowadays for well-educated people to pray before they eat. And the farmer answered that with him, it was still customary, but that some of those on his farm never gave thanks for their food. Aha, said the old gentleman. Then they are sensible and enlightened. Who are they? And the farmer said, that's my pigs. <laughs> they never give thanks for what they're eating. Do we thank God often? Think about that for a moment. You know, do y'all have to uh, deal with uh, computers and phones and even locks on cars? And there's all kinds of times. I I find myself having to deal with this. Passwords. I don't have one of those on my car, but I have it. I have passwords and I forget them and I write new passwords and I forget them. And I don't know how many passwords I've got, but I go through about 30 when I'm trying to open something nowadays. But let me tell you the password, the password to have more love, more power, more of God in your life. The password is thank you. You want more love, more power? You want more of God? You want his blessings, his benefits, his rewards? The key, it is a password. And we think, oh, that's just nice and clever. No, it's not just nice and clever. It's true. And hopefully we'll discover that as we look in his word today. In uh, Psalms 100, it says, verse 1, and uh, we've often sang the whole uh, you know, 100 Psalm before, but it says, it starts off like this, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. So we don't really have to sing good, you know, just make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. And that's talking about the whole planet. All the lands of this planet. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter. This is an entrance. It really is a great entrance into the presence of Almighty God. Enter, it says, into his gates with, what's that? Thanksgiving. If you want to enter in to the gates of Almighty God and begin to experience his presence and his benefits and his blessings and his goodness, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Become aware of God. Become aware of his goodness to us. And, you know, uh, praise is a time when we declare who God is and what God has done. 
Thanksgiving is more personal, you know, when it comes to God, is talking directly to God. It's like, thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving to me thy great salvation, so rich and free. See, worship includes thanksgiving. Worship includes praise. Praise really is not worship. Praise is declaring who God is and what he's done. And it's absolutely essential and it's vital and it's important. You know, it really genuinely is. And, and it is included into worship and so is thanksgiving. But these are components that can help us to worship God, as the Bible says, in spirit and truth. And the Father is looking for those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. But he says here, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Are you all, you all familiar with uh, the doxology? Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above, ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Is that worship? No. It's a command. It's just like when you say, praise God, that's a command. It has nothing to do with praising of God. It's just like if I was to praise my wife and tell you what a great wife she is and what this, that, and another, I mean, would you think I'm really praising her? If I, go, I praise you, I praise you, I praise you, dear. Is that really praising her? Or is it telling you something about her and what she does? And that doxology, beautiful song, is this. Praise is a command. It's like telling your dog, fetch the ball, you know? And you're saying, praise God. And our response will be, okay, we're going to praise him with instruments. We're going to praise him with song. We're going to praise him in the dance, you know? See, praise is declaring God's deeds. That's, what, that's a verse among his people, who God is and what he does. But see, worship is much more intimate. That's where you're talking to God. And Thanksgiving comes along right there because thank you, Lord, for what you have done for me. Anyhow, he goes on to say, let me read verse four again. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. Let me ask you a question. Are you living in that place called thankful? Or has all kinds of other stuff of the world crowded thankful out of your life? But I want to challenge you. You know, I've never looked at it quite that way before, but are you living in that place that's called thankful? And you're often, always thankful, giving thanks to the Almighty God. Because see, being thankful makes a difference. I promise you, it makes a difference and it will change things in your life. A mystery of our culture, we're the most privileged and prosperous people 
who've ever lived on the face of the earth, past or present, yet many Americans, they're not joyful, they're not happy. We have more of everything, to be honest with you, and yet we are not content. That's obvious to me. See, um, well, this is Thanksgiving, and I do have a a great joy when I can eat in a service. Now, this right here just happens to be a little bit of some leftovers. You know what this is? Yes. <laughs> what is it? It's delicious. Oh, it's uh, and you might say you're making a big deal about that. It's like, <laughs> and this wasn't a real spectacular thing that was on our menu. Susan made this the other day. And it's cornbread. You go, eh, okay. I enjoy it. I am. Oh, man. I told her it was a surprise. This happened to be one of the things on our table. It's the best cornbread. And I told her this the other night, Friday night. Friday night. I said, that's the best cornbread I have ever eaten. And you know it's got to be gluten free. But it has a lot of cornmeal in it. And then some other stuff. And then she added a can of corn. Real corn, you know. And it's so moist. And it's, I think it's got honey in it. It's a sweet cornbread. And it's like, I had several pieces. And I said, you know what? This is so good. You know, I can have for breakfast. <laughs> Midnight snack first, and then breakfast a little bit later. And you could put some, just a little bit of fresh maple syrup on it. Ho, ho, ho. Mmm. I'll get back to the message when I finish this bag. Well, you know what? I probably should get on with what I'm supposed to be doing here. It is honest to goodness. See, I told her the other night, I said, it's the best cornbread. Am I making this up? I said, it's the best cornbread I've ever eaten. It, it genuinely is. It's like, I got to get the recipe for that. I said, you know what? When I go up on the mountain one day, I like to have the recipe and cook me some cornbread just like this, just like a pancake. Mix it up. Throw in your little frying pan, you know, and you cook. I said, that would be all I would eat. It was just so delicious. Best tasting cornbread and I'll be honest with you, I think it would be the best thing on the Thanksgiving dinner table this year. It is that good. I am so thankful for my wife and what she prepares for us and all. But let me get back to my, my topic here. So I did get to eat something, didn't I? <laughs> okay. A thankful heart makes the simplest meal a tremendous feast. Genuinely does. A thankful heart. Are you enjoying your food? 
Are you enjoying your meals? Or is your attitude once you have a meal like, nah? A thankful heart can turn the simplest food, a little cornbread pancake, into a phenomenal feast. Thankfulness, it changes us. And it brings something to us. It adds something to us that we wouldn't have had otherwise. This absolutely phenomenal, this delicious, this wonderful, but we would have missed out on that if we don't have a grateful heart. Um, Children are taught very early to say these two words. What are they? That's one word. No, the first word they learn on their own, not from you, is no. That's just because of the fallen nature, sin. But one of the words that they learn when they're young, if you oh, you got on such a beautiful little dress, or, you know, you give them something where, and mommy and daddy says, what do you say? Thank you. Thank you. And, and we work really hard to teach our kids to say what? Thank you. We work at that from a very young age. Because not to say thank you and not to be thankful is absolutely disrespectful. It's disrespectful in God's sight. It's disrespectful in your parents' sight. When you somebody gives you something or they save up or they make you something, put a lot of time and heart into it, and they give you, okay. But it's disrespectful not to say thank you. It really genuinely is. Well, I'd like to share a little story. I share this story. I find a way to share this story every Thanksgiving for as many Thanksgivings as I can remember. And it's just such a powerful and such a wonderful truth. There was this mother, and she was a seamstress, and she was a phenomenal seamstress. She made her living by making beautiful clothes for people. But she also made, she had two daughters, and she made their clothes. And one day, one of the daughters came to her, said, Mommy, you love sister a whole lot more than you love me. And mom said, no way. That is absolutely false. That is no tr- not true. I, f- I love y'all both tremendously, equally from my heart. And the daughter says, you make sister a whole lot more nice clothes than you make for me. I said, no, I don't. And then the sister, she said, come and look at my closet. And she took her in there and showed her her closet. She had a pretty nice supply of beautiful clothes. And then they went and looked at the other sister's closet, and there were many more clothes in that closet. And then the mommy says, I don't love her more. She says, but honey, anytime I make something for you, you always complain. You go, I don't like the color. I don't like the material. I don't like the, you know, uh, the, uh, the style. Thank you. You know, and it's just like, well, it's just too long. It's just this, that, and another. That's what the mama said. You complain about everything I've ever made for you. Everything. She said, but when I make something for your sister, your sister always says, oh, mama, it's so beautiful. It's wonderful. Thank you so much, mama. 
And Mama said, it's just such a, a joy to make things for her. She thanks me. She appreciates it so much. And we learned something there. With mamas and their daughters like that, if you're a seamstress, <clears throat> the giving of thanks attracts more blessings. The, the daughter who was so thankful had more in her closet of beautiful clothes that mama had made because she was so thankful. And mama just, she thought about it often. And any spare time she had, she's, oh, I'm just going to make her something else. And see, the blessings of Almighty God come to us that way. I don't know if you knew that or not. See this right here? You know what that is? Watch. <laughs> what do you know it is not? You would think it's not a magnet. That's what you'd think. What is it? It's a magnet. And a magnet. Oh, is attracted to the steel. But a magnet is not attracted to aluminum. You know, all kinds of steel is attracted to it. And I'm going to tell you something. When you are thankful, when you are grateful, you're just full of gratitude to Almighty God. And when you say thank you to God, I'm going to tell you, it just attracts the blessings, the benefits, and the promises, and the rewards of God to you. But if you're a complainer, you know, it doesn't attract any of the blessings of God, the benefits, the rewards and all to you. If you're a complainer, I would rather attract the blessings and the benefits and the rewards of God to me than just, well, how come everybody else got them blessings, but I don't? And it has everything to do with the password. Are you saying the password to God? Are you saying it to one another? Thank you. And it's just truly coming from your heart. <clears throat> Psalm 77 verse 3 says, I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. The word overwhelmed means plagued. I complained and, and my, my spirit was plagued. It was snowed under. It was weighed down. It was stuck because I complained and it did not attract the blessings, the benefits or the promises or the rewards of almighty God. See, complaining amplifies frustration. Just like this microphone I have on here, it amplifies my voice. Just like a magnifying glass amplifies, you know, magnifies so you can see things closer, bigger, larger. Complaining amplifies frustrations and it spreads discontent. It genuinely does. And complaining, you may not recognize this before, but it just makes you miserable. Complaining, not only does it make everybody else miserable around you, but it makes you miserable when you are a complainer. 
And complaining invites Satan to cause havoc and chaos, confusion, disaster, destruction in our lives. Did you know the Bible actually says that Satan is the author of confusion? And do you know over and over, especially in the Old Testament, it's very obvious, people complained and snakes crawled out from underneath rocks and bit them and they died. Complaining does not attract the blessings of God. It makes our life miserable and invites the devil to do his work in our lives, you know. And sometimes it's not that we complain so much, but the truth of it is we just don't think. And therefore, we don't say thank you. We're not necessarily complaining, but we just never say thank you. Because we're not thinking about all the good things that God has done for us, you know. There's an old Anglo-Saxon word for thankfulness, and it means thankfulness. Wow, we must be thankful in order to be thankful. When we get together on Thanksgiving, maybe with some friends and family, and maybe you go around the room and say, what do you have to be thankful for? What do you have to do? You've got to think. Oh, well, this year, and this, and this, and... In order to be truly thankful, we must be thankful. And some people are just not thankful, you know, about the wonderful goodness of Almighty God. Gratitude always spoils life. I'm not done yet. You know, sugar... Always spoils cookies and cake. You're going, what's he talking about? Gratitude always spoils life when it's left out. Sugar always spoils cookies and cake when it's left out. It's not sweet. But do we leave, you know, Gratitude out. It just makes life so much grander. It turns a simple meal into a phenomenal feast, you know. A thankful heart enables us to praise God even when circumstances are difficult. A thankful heart, I can praise you and I can say thank you for something else. There's all kinds of things that you can thank God for. And some people would argue that point with me go, well, I thank y'all for coming. And then you say, well, we don't know some of these people. They've never been here before. So how can I thank them for anything? It's like, I'm so thankful you came today. And I'm thankful we have opportunity to get to know you. Can you bring thankfulness into every conversation? Absolutely you can, if you think about it. If you think, you can be thankful. But if you ain't thinking, you probably ain't going to be thankful either, to be honest with you. That's just the way it goes. So think. Think and be thankful. There was a doctor, and he wrote a letter of thanks to a school teacher for having given him so much encouragement when he had been in her class 30 years before. He later received this reply from her. I want you to know that what's your note, how much it meant to me, I am an old lady in my 80s, living alone in a small room, cooking my own meals, 
lonely and seeming like the last leaf on the tree. You will be interested to know that I taught school for 50 years and yours is the first letter of appreciation I have ever received. It came on a cold blue morning and cheered my lonely old heart as nothing has cheered me in many years. Hmm. He was a doctor who was thankful and he expressed it and it made such a difference in that old teacher's life. And when you and I become thankful, then we can be thankful. Now think about this for a moment. If tomorrow's provisions, the supply of all the things that you need for life, if tomorrow's supply of provisions was based upon your giving of thanks the day before, what would you have tomorrow? Well, we'd have a piece of toast and some water. Maybe. Or would you have a tremendous feast? If God gave us of equal value blessings based upon the thanks we gave the day before, what would you receive? Just think about that. Psalms 50 verse 14 says, make thankfulness your sacrifice to God. Make it a sacrifice. God don't want no bulls and goats and turtle doves and lambs. He doesn't want those kind of sacrifices. He wants our body as a living sacrifice. And then he says, make thankfulness your sacrifice to God and keep the vows you made to the Most High. Then, once you have been thankful, then call on me when you are in trouble and I will rescue you and you will give me glory And the word glory can easily be translated honor. Then you will give me glory. You will give me honor. And it honors God when we say thank you. When you and I live in the land of thankful, when you and I give thanks to God, it honors him. It glorifies him. That's what he's telling us. Make thankfulness your sacrifice to God. Then call on me when you're in trouble. And I will, this is God speaking, I will rescue you. And you will give me glory or honor. Verse 23 says, giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors me. God says that. Giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors me. You want to honor God? You honor God. It just is a magnet that attracts his blessings, his benefits, his promises, his rewards to your life. Giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors me. If you keep to my path... I will reveal to you the salvation of God. There was a small congregation in the foothills of the great Smoky Mountains, and uh, they built a new sanctuary on a piece of land that had been willed to them by a church member. Ten days before the new church was to open, the local building inspector informed the pastor that the parking lot was inadequate for the size of the building. The inspector told the pastor that until the church doubled the size of the parking lot, they would not be able to use their new sanctuary. Unfortunately, the church had used every inch of their land for the new sanctuary. Every inch, that is, except for the mountain against which the new sanctuary had been built. In order to build more parking spaces, they would have to literally move the mountain out of the backyard. 
Well, the pastor was undaunted and he was a man of great gratitude. He was so thankful this person had left to him or to the church, this land to build a new sanctuary. And he was so thankful that they were able to raise some funds to build a new larger building, which they actually needed. And he was a man of great gratitude. And he had this challenge now. The next Sunday morning, the pastor announced that he would meet that evening with all members who had mountain-moving faith. He said that they would hold a prayer meeting and ask God to remove the mountain from the backyard. I'll tell you the rest of the story in a moment. But in Colossians chapter 4, verse 2, it says in the Message Bible, pray diligently. And, And the Bible does say pray without ceasing. Pray diligently. And then it says, stay alert (laughs) with your eyes wide open in what? Pray diligently, stay alert with your eyes wide open in gratitude, looking for opportunity to say, oh, thank you. Oh, oh, thank you. Oh, oh, thank you. And especially, oh, thank you, Lord, for the sunrise. The sunrise was so beautiful this morning, and it actually was. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. For the birds singing, you know. Oh, and, and, and just all of your glorious creation and for family and for loved ones and, and being able to open up the 9 o'clock service for the first time in almost a year. Thank you. Thank you. And that there's kids back there and Super Church and the nursery. Thank you. Uh, well, he says here, pray diligently, stay alert with your eyes wide open in gratitude. How many of y'all would like warts hanging off your face? No? Well, now, I don't know if you ever use this term, but down south, when people were complainers and worriers, we called them a worry wart. You ever heard that term before? You have. So that's not just down south. So you got worry warts up here. Well, how would you feel if, honestly, goodness, Every time you complain, a wart popped up on your face. And you could never get it off. How would you feel about that? Oh, please, Pastor Ron. No, no, don't let that happen to us. Just change our attitude. Change the words that we say. Change what we do. This is a very familiar passage. But we need to understand that worry, it does rob our thankfulness. And it says here in Philippians 4, 6, one of our favorite verses, don't worry about anything. There's nothing that, that is legal to worry about according to God. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about what? Everything. everything. What percentage is everything? 100%. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and then do what? And you ever saw that word there before? And then thank him. Don't worry, but pray. Be specific and tell God what you need and then thank him for all. What percentage is all? And then thank him for all he has done. See, giving thanks, it honors God. And you can go, oh, I can't think of anything today. Well, you, you probably could if you think about it for a while, but you can think all the way back as far as you want to go and just thank God for what he did. What he did for me, and 45 years ago, I met Susan, you know. I thank him for that. You know, she is the love of my life, and she has 
joined me in ministry, and she's just a wonderful wife and a wonderful mom and all. And I can go way back to when I first met her. That's a lot. So I think we can all, if we dig really hard, we can thank God for something he's done. Can we not? Absolutely. And I think you can thank, thank him for something that's happened even already today. But don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Now, I don't have the verse there uh, projected, but it says, and then the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Great blessings come your way when you say thank you. Even if I never, ever pray. I never pray and ask God for something without saying, and thank you, Lord, for all the prayers you have already answered. I always thank him every time I pray. And, and that just seals the deal. It attracts his blessings to us, you know. It takes the same kind of faith to be thankful as it takes to be askful. We talk about, you know, all things are possible to those who believe, who have faith. It takes faith to ask God for something, but it takes faith also to say thank you. And if we don't ever say thank you, we have very little faith. So we need to exercise our faith by saying thank you. Anyhow, let me go back to the story about the church. He said that they would hold a prayer meeting and ask God to remove the mountain from the backyard. They would also pray that somehow God would provide enough money to have it paved and painted the lines before the scheduled meeting dedication service that was going to take place the following Sunday. Is that a lot to ask? Seems like it's a lot to ask. At the appointed time, 24 of the congregation's 300 members showed up for prayer. They prayed for nearly three hours. At 10 o'clock that night, the pastor said the final, thank the Lord. And then amen. The pastor said, thank you, Lord. We'll be open the next Sunday as scheduled. God has never let us down before, and I believe he will be faithful to us this time as well. The next morning at 8 a.m., as the pastor was working in his study, there came a loud knock at the door. A rough-looking construction foreman appeared at the door, and he said, Excuse me, Reverend. I'm from the Agni Construction Company. We're building a new shopping mall over in the next county, and we need some field dirt. Would you be willing to sell us a chunk of that mountain behind the church? You think God might be answering a prayer here? We'll pay you for the dirt that we remove and we'll pave all the land that's exposed. We'll pave that for free if we can have the dirt right away because we can't do anything else on our project building the shopping mall until we get the dirt. What do you say? Well, needless to say, that little church was dedicated the next Sunday as had been originally planned. Is things like that really possible? It was possible there. And I'll tell you something, your chances of miracles to be possible are greatly increased when you become a man or a woman of gratitude and you say thank you and you live in that place called thankful. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 says, 
always, and what percentage is always? Always be joyful. Always be joyful. Keep on praying. And the Bible says, you know, pray without ceasing. Keep on praying. That's, that's always. And then listen to verse 18. No matter what happens, always, what percentage is that? Always be thankful. Wow. No matter what happens, always be thankful. Make the choice to live in that place called thankful. Make the choice. Make a choice right now. It's your choice. It's not circumstances choice. It's your choice. No matter what happens, be thankful. That's what he's telling us there. No matter what happens, always, 100% of the time, be thankful. Become like an artesian well. An artesian well doesn't have a handle and a pump pumping the water out. An artesian well has this, this uh, wonderful you know, river of water somehow or another. It's pressurized and it just shoots water out of the ground. Years and years and decades and centuries, it just continues to shoot water out of the ground. And we need to allow ourselves to become an artesian well with the giving of thanks. That just it would just flow out of us, you know. Now, all things aren't good. We can be honest about that. But we give thanks to God, not because of the virus, you know, that's hitting us. Because all things are not good, but we give thanks because of what we know. Because of what we know. Everybody don't know this, but I know this. And let me tell you why I give thanks to God. It's because something I know. You probably know this too. Let me just read it to you out of the Bible. I could actually quote it, and you could probably quote it too. It's found in Romans 8, 28. And we know. That means we understand and we have confidence. And we know that in all, what percentage is all? And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Can you imagine that? That we know, it says, and that's what I'm reading it out of the King James, and we know. We know that all things work together for good to those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. You know, are you living according to God's purpose and his will for your life? Uh, let me read First Thessalonians 5.18 one more time. It says, no matter what happens, always be what? Thankful for this is. It's what? If it's God's will, it's God's purpose. And we know that God works all things together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose, his will. And I'm going to tell you, a man or a woman who is always thankful, they live in that place called thankful, I'm going to tell you the things that happen, we just read it. No matter what happens, always be thankful for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Always be thankful. And I'm going to tell you, it's going to turn things around in your life. It's going to attract the blessings and the benefits and the promises and the rewards of Almighty God. Now, are you, are you familiar with this guy named Charles Dickens? He wrote something that probably most of you are familiar with. The Christmas Carol. You know the story about Scrooge? He said, we're somewhat mixed up here in America. 
instead of having one Thanksgiving day each year, we should have 364 Thanksgiving days and use that one day just for complaining. Now, I like that idea. Choose whatever day you want to complain, but then the rest of the 364 days, be thankful. Does that sound a pretty good deal? Especially when it works together for good and it attracts his blessings and his benefits, his promises and, and his rewards. Use the other 364 days to thank God for the many blessings he has showered upon you. Don't complain, you know, about the fact that God made mosquitoes. Well, why not? They, they, they hurt and I, they're terrible. I hate them. Like, thank God that he didn't make mosquitoes as big as turkeys. Is that positive? And I think it would get God's attention in a very positive kind of a way. It really would, you know. Um, Psalms 97, verse 11. This is in the Message Bible. It says, light seeds, light seeds. Can you imagine having a seed that you could plant and it, it grows a light? Light seeds, this is in the Message Bible. Light seeds are planted in the souls of God's people. That's when they're thankful. Light seeds are planted in the souls of God's people. Joy seeds. Would it be nice to have some joy seeds? Could y'all use some joy in your life? You know? Joy seeds are planted in good heart soil when you're thankful. And it says in verse 12, so God's people, and this is really a command. It's not just a, you know, haphazard statement, but it's a command. So, God's people shout praise to God. Give thanks to our holy God. Shout to him praise. Give thanks to him. Psalms 46 verse 1 says, God is our refuge and our strength always. What percentage is always? God is our refuge and our strength always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear. When you choose to live in the place it's called thankful, you don't have to be afraid of nothing. God's blessings are being attracted to you. He says, so we will not fear. Even if earthquake comes and the mountains crumble into the sea or a pandemic of coronavirus comes, we don't have to be afraid, you know. In the worst possible situation, God is dependable and we need to be thankful because it attracts his blessings our way. No matter what happens, viruses, absolute political chaos in your nation, you know, God's going to work us all together for good and you're going to have God's shoulder that you can lean on. It says here in verse 11, the Lord Almighty is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Oh man, he is our fortress and we can count on him. Psalm 69, verse 30 says, I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with what? Thanksgiving. I'm going to magnify him with thanksgiving. The New Living Translation says, I will honor him with thanksgiving. Verse 31 says, this also shall, this also shall please the Lord better than an ox or a bull which has horns and hooves, you know, the sacrifice of thanksgiving 
honors and it pleases God. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6, it says, My counsel for you is simple and straightforward. Just go ahead with what you've been given. You receive Christ Jesus, the master. Now live him. You know, live the life that he has given you. And, and it tells in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if any man's in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. And it says here, live him. This new life you've been given, live this life he's given you. Verse 7 says, you're deeply rooted in him. You're connected You're deeply rooted in him. You're well constructed upon him. You know your way around the faith. Now do what you've been taught. (laughs) Do what you've been taught. You know, live in that place called thankful. And then listen to what it says here. That's okay. You'll like this. That means school is out, okay? So hang on a minute. Let me start in verse 7 again. Colossians 2.7, you're deeply rooted in him. You're well constructed upon him. You know your way around the faith. Now do what you've been taught. School's out. Quit studying the subject and start lifting it. You don't need to study about thankfulness anymore. You just need to start practicing it. He said school was out. Quit studying the subject and start living it. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Start living it because I just want... Oh, man. That's embarrassing to do stuff like this. Well... You just act like you didn't see that. We'll go on to lesson anyhow. Where was I at? Oh, now do what you've been taught. School's out. Quit studying the subject and start living it. And let your living spill over into thanksgiving. Do y'all understand what spill means? Let your living, your living, your everyday life spill over into thanksgiving. I'm going to tell you, if, 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 if you're keeping your eyes open wide, you know, to be thankful, to, to be a person of gratitude, and, and you're looking just to spill out. Some people are just right, about ready to pop and cuss and fuss and carry on. But let your life spill over into thanksgiving. You just always got something to be thankful for. I'm going to tell you, you're just expecting a blessing and the benefits of Almighty God into your life. That's what he says. And let your living spill over into thanksgiving. First Thessalonians 2.13 says, we never stop thanking God. Psalms 138, verse 1. And here we see Thanksgiving spilling out. It says, thank you, exclamation mark. Thank you. And then it says everything. What percentage is that? 100%. Thank you. Everything in me says, thank you. I'm just spilling out with Thanksgiving all over. Angels, listen as I sing my thanks. I kneel in worship. I kneel in worship. 
facing your holy temple and say it again. Thank you, exclamation mark. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins. Writing my name in the book of life. Thanking you help, for helping me in all my difficulties and all my troubles. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We should be spilling out all over with the thankfulness that rises up inside of us. No matter what happens. You know, it's ten seventeen. I was supposed to quit at ten fifteen. I got a lot more to share. But I'm gonna wait since this is your first time back at the nine o'clock service. But you know what? We all have so much to be thankful for. Don't we have so much to be thankful for? We all have so much. And I bet you a dollar, if I was a betting man, which I'm not, that if you started thinking about it, there'd be a lot more than you even can think about off the cuff right now. If you started thinking with a piece of paper in hand, computer in hand, cell phone in hand, you could think of all kinds of things you got to be thankful for. That's just the truth of it. But right now, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, he who went to the cross and died and shed his blood to wash your sins away so he could pardon you and let you know that one day you're going to live it with him in heaven. He wants you to have that confidence right this moment. All you guys in here and all you guys out there watching online, he wants you to have the confidence and the great expectation that you're forgiven, that he loves you, he's crazy about you. And you know what? Many years ago, I asked Christ into my life. Many years ago, Susan asked Christ into her life. And that's what I want to ask you to do. For those of you who already know him in a real personal way, would you reaffirm your faith in him? And those who are not sure, would you declare today, along with us, as we pray, yes, that Jesus Christ is my Lord. Let's bow our heads. And, and if we could pray, and if I want to ask Susan to come on up here with me, so watch out for the water that someone spelt. <clears throat> Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that you love me. That's why you sent your son Jesus. I believe he gave his lifeblood to forgive me. And I believe that he rose from the dead and is knocking at the door of my heart. I open wide my heart and I welcome Jesus as my Savior, as my Lord, and my King. In Jesus' name. Amen.